And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with me today is Chuck Bentley of Crown Financial Ministries. Chuck, it's great to have you here with us today. Well, thank you, Dan. It's my privilege, and I uh, really appreciate the honor of being interviewed and of partnering with Redeemer Broadcasting. You know, uh, we carry your feature on the air. It's called My Money Life, and uh, many listeners have heard that. It's a wonderful feature, and first of all, we just want to thank you for that little feature. It's just so appropriate. Well, thank you, Dan. It's uh, it's good to hear that it's encouraging folks. I, I put a lot into it. It's only two minutes long, but I try to prepare every day to share what I think will encourage the body of Christ and give them practical advice for their finances. So it's good to get that feedback. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, it must be a lot of work. I, I know when we prepare something here for On the Air, it's it takes a lot more time than people realize. I'm just wondering, how long have you been involved with Crown, Chuck? Well, Crown was started in 1976 by the late Larry Burkett, and many people know us uh, by the name Larry Burkett or Christian Financial Concepts, the ministry that he started. So we're approaching uh, 38 years old, and we'll soon... Uh, have our 40th birthday. But I've been involved with Crown since the year 2000. So this is my 14th year. I've actually begun working on my 15th year. Mm. Started out as a local volunteer in Dallas, Texas. Got very excited about the mission of Crown. Decided to leave my job and to join staff full-time there as a local representative. And over the past 14 years, I'm I uh, just increased my responsibility with the organization, and I had no idea that Larry had told his board of directors that one day he hoped that I would be his successor. Mm. So I became uh, the CEO seven years ago, and we now uh, are a global organization. We've been based in the U.S. all this time, but we've expanded to over 90 nations around the world. Wow, that is a lot. I had no idea. Do you have any uh, feel for for perhaps how many folks have been touched and helped uh, by Crown Financial over the years? You know, Dan, it's always a dangerous thing to try <laughs> to try to count uh, and to, to make a guess there. But just to be good stewards and to be able to tell our financial partners some to give them some idea of our activities, we have done some research on that topic and. Uh, we believe that we're pretty safe to say that about 50 million lives have been impacted uh, over the past 38 years. We use that by uh, a determination of how many resources that we've put in circulation, how many leaders have we trained, what the average number of people that they train in their small group studies, uh, our listenership on radio, uh, the number of website uh, visits we get. You know, we put all that together. And uh, we feel pretty comfortable with 50 million. Now that sounds like a large number, and it and it and it is. I mean, we're pleased with that. We have to recognize there's seven billion people <laughs> in the world, mm-hmm. uh, so we're we're uh, we've got a long way to go to have the impact that we'd like to have. <laughs> well, it's a large number, and I just praise the Lord for that. That that is very good news, uh, Chuck. Um, I know you've written a recent article for The American Thinker and Real Clear Religion. And in that article, you're discussing the so-called Forgotten Tenth Commandment. And uh, that really piqued our interest here at Redeemer. Um, 
because we do believe that God's Word applies to all of life. And uh, the financial realm is huge. Um, There's been many marriages, in fact, that have fallen on the rocks uh, because of poor financial management, etc., etc. So God's Word does apply. Now, as we come down, hone down a little bit to the moral law of God, can you explain a little bit where you're coming from? Uh, How does that law of God apply to our lives in, in this realm of finances? You know, Dan, the Tenth Commandment is one that I think we struggle to remember what it is, and certainly we struggle to apply it. But I believe it's probably has one of the greatest effects on economic growth of any of the Ten Commandments. Uh, certainly, honoring God is, is first, and worshiping Him, and those nations that have historically worshipped God and followed His principles have uh, led the way in economic growth. Now, I'm not a prosperity gospel teacher. Uh, I, I teach personal responsibility. God entrusts uh, to His people uh, five talents, two talents, or one talent. He distributes it as He sees fit. And then we're responsible for managing it to please Him and to expand His kingdom. But coveting is the Tenth Commandment and one that we fail to realize just how important it is to economic growth. When the Lord said, Thou shalt not covet, don't covet anything, don't covet uh, your neighbor's wife, don't covet his servants, don't covet his donkeys, or anything that belongs to his to his, your neighbor. What the Lord was saying was have an attitude that restrains you from envy and jealousy for what other people have. Now, why is that such an important economic principle? Well, if we don't have that constraint, then everybody believes that we should uh, migrate towards equal distribution. And God's Word does not support equal distribution, certainly does not support it by uh, the method of the state redistributing wealth. Uh, that is a personal responsibility. So if we don't covet, if we don't envy what others have, it allows for this dynamic of a meritocracy. And a meritocracy is when people can congratulate other people for what they've achieved through their hard work. Now, the Bible says that all hard work leads to a profit. And the Lord wants us to work hard. He wants us to have profit. He wants us to have uh, resources. He provides for us through our work. And then we should celebrate those who have merited what they've received and not envy them. You see, that attitude allows me to be glad uh, for what happens at uh, Redeemer Broadcasting. It, it allows me to be glad for what happens in your own life, Dan, and to not say, well, I should have that, or I should have whatever they have. It gives me an attitude of contentment and an attitude to celebrate what other people have achieved. Can we say a big amen to that, Chuck? I, I, I love the idea of um, as we live our lives, we see other people that God obviously is blessing, and they may acquire great wealth. It's a wonderful freedom to be able to just rejoice with them and say, oh, God bless you. Um, I'm not trying to get your wealth away from you (laughs) by means of state legislation or anything. Uh, I just want you to have that. And uh, and the ones who um, God blesses, um, what I've observed is that he entrusts them with it, and they, of their own accord, want to bless others. They want to 
be generous with others and 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 bless the church that they're a part of, etc. Well, you're right, Dan. And actually, I like to say that this verse is so important because where it's observed in the cultures where people uh, observe this commandment, there's a strong middle class. Where this is not observed, the middle class disappears, and it becomes a, a battle between the haves and the haves-nots. And, and I wrote this article in response to actually uh, a, uh, a recent quote by uh, Charles Barkley, the NBA star, and he referred to economic envy as uh, putting crabs in a pot. And he actually was referring to an African proverb that if you put one crab in a pot, it will escape. But if you put two crabs in a pot, then neither one will escape. And the idea is that everybody pulls each other down. And that's what envy leads to, is that uh, you, can't, you can't succeed. My neighbor can't succeed mm. because, because it's taking from me. It's, it's looking at life with a scarcity mentality as opposed to an abundance mentality. And God is the provider of it for us all. Yeah. And so we should celebrate what people achieve, and that allows us to grow a middle class. And in the cultures where there is no constraint to the hard attitudes of envy, you see uh, uh, economic warfare, class warfare, you see uh, significant gaps in income, and essentially there is no middle class. Mm-hmm. And you know the, 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 the people aren't allowed to succeed. And if you try to succeed, then you're, you're going to get pulled back down. So it actually sets up a nation to be controlled by a dictator. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's that important that we recognize that God gave us that lowly Tenth Commandment so that we would have the attitude that we can support it when other people do well. And by the way, Dan, uh, in almost all the other commandments, man makes a law of the land to enforce it. Thou shalt not murder, right? Well, there's laws of the land not to murder. Thou shalt not steal. There's laws of the land not to steal. Thou shalt not lie or, you know, be corrupt. There's laws of the land. But there are no laws of the land when it comes to coveting. <laughs> no, no, no man has ever tried to have a law to govern that. And the reason is because we try to hide it and conceal it. And... Uh, It's an attitude of our heart, and only God can determine whether or not we really are envious and we're actually coveting, because it starts with our attitude. Mm. I'm just looking over the the list of the Ten Commandments. My Bible's open to Exodus 20. I know it's repeated again in Deuteronomy, and these laws are glorious. Um, They're they're broken into laws about our, our relationship to God and and then our relationship to our fellow man. Um, and contrary to being uh, repressive and awful things, uh, these laws produce freedom in our lives. As, as we are born again of the Spirit of God because of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us, then these laws produce great freedom in our lives. Well, you know, Dan, I couldn't agree with you more. God's principles are given to us for our own good. So, uh, you know, I like to say that God's laws are mandatory. He's he's commanding that we obey them because they're so essential. And then his principles are given to us 
so that we would recognize that he's just trying to tell us what is good for us. You know, he says in the commandment to honor your mother and father, and if you do that, it will go well with you. You know, you will, you will be blessed by that. You personally will be blessed by that. And that's the way I see all the commandments and all of God's principles. Why wouldn't we want to obey them? And in fact, if you study uh, macroeconomics, which I enjoy doing, you see that any time God's principles are disobeyed or they're ignored, or even if people are ignorant of them, that it leads to suffering. It leads to uh, destruction. And a case in point is uh, our ministry is very active in nations where uh, people aren't familiar with God's principles. And you see a great deal of suffering. You see a great deal of uh, things that are done that bring about harm to people. And so one of the benefits of being in the work that I'm in is seeing people set free to not only uh, know what God's Word says, but then, like you just expressed, to actually love God's Word, appreciate personal benefits of living by what He says is good for us. Mm, Indeed. I think, too, that it's good for Christians to... um influence in, in a godly way um, their neighbors and, and the government in which they find themselves, you know, to vote and that sort of thing. One of the things I, I have in the back of my mind quite often as I, as I watch <laughs> the, the political realm is, is uh, the idea of stealing and that sometimes um, it has the feel of like a, like a legalized thievery has been put in place. To, to steal from those who shouldn't be stolen from. And I, I am troubled over what I see, and I, all I can do is just pray that God would um, work in the hearts of men and women, draw them to himself, and, and um, uh, revive those who have drifted from him and save those who don't know him and send uh, another great awakening to our land. Yeah, amen to that, Dan. I, I agree with you that Envy and coveting can happen even at the federal level. It can happen at the highest levels of government in any country, not just America, but any country of the world where uh, governments begin to to covet uh, what the people have and they use taxes as a weapon to take from the people. Uh, And that has significant consequences. So if that hard attitude is not in check with the people that we've elected to lead us, and we will see economic suffering. And it is something that can only be changed by the grace of God. I can't change it. I can't, I mean, I can certainly speak up and vote and say something about how I feel about excessive taxes, uh, but I can't change the hard attitude behind that. Only God can change that attitude. That's why I believe he said to pray for our leaders and to pray for your country and seek the peace and prosperity of the nations where you live so that... Uh, you can be an ambassador for God's principles, that people would recognize that God's ways are the best ways. And uh, you know, taxes are a part of life, that's true, uh, but excessive taxes uh, can become very destructive. And I wrote about that in my article on American Thinker and in Real Clear Religion, that uh, when tax rates go up, people begin to move from high-tax states to lower-tax states. Uh, and it actually drives business away from those states. So there are consequences to coveting that are very measurable. 
Oh, yes, indeed. And um, we live in New York State here, Chuck, and uh, the taxation is excessive. And um, I don't know how many friends have told me, I want to move out of New York State because because of the taxes. So what you're saying is very true. Now, um, I'm wondering also, uh, I think there's um, some kind of a video series that Crown offers for church groups, maybe for personal Bible study, whatever, that deal with um, training and finances. Uh, is, can you help us there? What, what do you guys offer there? Well, Dan, if you don't mind, I'll explain a little bit about Crown Financial Ministries and the things that we offer to help people. Uh, we have three divisions. The first is in job and career. We help people understand their gifts and talents so they can be better stewards of the gifts that God has given them. And uh, we have very specific tools in that area uh, for young people trying to make an educational decision, especially regarding college, Uh, and then for adults who are trying to make a career change. Uh, Those tools uh, are available through our career channel. We train people all over the world to be uh, personal coaches and consultants to help people with their job and career and those type of transitions. Uh, And then we also help people with their personal finances. We create Bible studies, seminars, online materials that allow people to understand what God says about being a faithful steward, how to manage their finances in a way that apply God's principles to their life. That includes living on a budget, getting out of debt, being more generous with the resources God's given them, supporting His work, and doing the things that he said, make sense to us as we manage our finances in a way that's different than what the world has taught us. And then finally, we have a a division that reaches out to business leaders. Uh, Larry Burkett wrote uh, one of the best-selling books for business leaders, uh, for Christian business leaders of all time, called Business by the Book. And we use that to help business leaders to manage their companies for God's glory. Uh, the thing I'm real excited about, Dan, is we've just now started to put all of our resources online, uh, and people can find those resources at crown.org, and our uh, online portal is called Crown Connect. So people can actually go on for a small fee and subscribe to get access to all of our materials. You were referencing God Provides. It's a six-part uh, short film series that teaches the principles of God's provision Uh, that's now available in 20 languages around the world. And we've got that online so that people can log in. They don't have to go to the bookstore. They don't have to go anywhere except to crown.org. And uh, they can watch our materials. They can learn how to get out of debt, how to build a budget. They can get some career guidance, some help for their business. It's all right there online, Dan. Uh, that's beautiful. If if a church wants um, to get one of those film series, um, it's okay to. Is it okay to show that in a in a church setting, Chuck? Yeah, we typically use it for small groups because the films are short. Uh, they're designed to watch the stories, and then there's a study guide if people would like to follow along in a study guide, and and they ask questions about what did you learn from those stories. Dan, I created the series uh, in order to get people engaged in God's Word who typically are not comfortable reading God's Word. Mm-hmm. Either they don't read or they just won't read, and that's about 70% of our, of our world today. 70% of the world either don't or won't read a book. 
so engaging in a film with a dramatized Bible story is a great way to get a small group together. It works for children. It works for families. It works in large churches, like you suggested. I have no business people who use it uh, over lunch breaks to share with their uh, employees. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a wonderful series. It's called God Provides. Uh, six dramatized Bible stories about how God does provide for us and His financial principles, and uh, it is an excellent tool for churches. Okay, very good. And um, we'll uh, we'll be putting this um, broadcast up on our website as a podcast, and God willing, we'll make mention in there of this uh, film series, this six-part film series. I, I'm looking at the clock. We have maybe several minutes left yet, Chuck. Two things. One is, um, is there something that you would like the listeners to pray for you and for Crown, some particular need that that they could remember in prayer, and uh, maybe some parting advice for our listeners? Oh, thank you so much, Dan. Well, first of all, I would always recommend uh, to your listeners, to listeners of Christian Radio, whether they're listening to the broadcast or they're streaming this uh, over the web or listening to terrestrial uh, program to support their local Christian radio station. The Bible says that we should uh, support where we're being fed, that we should uh, help advance those causes. And so I'm a big proponent of Christian radio, and I say that because I travel the world. I've been to 47 nations teaching on behalf of uh, Crown and advancing God's financial principles, and it's very obvious that we're blessed to have the freedom and the accessibility to uh, great Bible teaching, great Christian music, the things that are uh, bringing the salt and light of God's Word to the world, and especially in your area, I think it's very, very important. And I know you didn't ask me for that, Dan, but (laughs) I'm speaking from my heart that I would encourage people to really uh, get behind the work and uh, see that it continues to reach more and more people. Secondly, on on a personal finance level, uh, I would recommend the people to understand what God's financial principles are. Uh, When I was 42 years old, I did not know what they were. You know, Dan, I've been in church all my life. It's not a topic that's typically talked about. Uh, And I was doing quite well financially. Uh, But my wife convinced me to get involved in a Crown Bible study, and I learned that God had an entire financial plan for us that I had been ignorant to. It was so drastic, I told my wife, it's like discovering God's economy. I'd lived in man's economy, but I didn't know there was such a thing as God's economy. So I I got involved, I applied myself to learn those principles and to live by them. And it's been the greatest decision that I've ever made uh, outside of my salvation. I've grown closer to the Lord, I've grown to love Him, I've grown to appreciate how good He is to us, and it's also changed my uh, the way I manage money. We've become uh, far more content. We've been able to uh, stretch our dollars. We've been able to give more money. We've been able to do things that we never dreamed we'd be able to do uh, because of uh, the wisdom found in God's principles. So I'd encourage your listeners to uh, learn about Crown, learn what we offer, and if we can help them with their uh, finances, with their job or career or in their business. We have lots of tools and resources to do that. Our heart is the Great Commission. Uh, we're in this uh, to build God's kingdom, to teach God's people how to live God's way. And then as far as a prayer request, Dan, uh, this is uh, the time of year for Crown that 
the vast majority of our support comes in. The vast majority of, of our partners remember us at the end of the year. And so I would just ask for prayer for God's faithful provision that we could continue to uh, receive the kind of support we need to expand and teach more and more people around the world. I, I love doing what I do, and we're a faith-driven organization. We trust God just like uh, we ask our uh, people to do. And so we're looking to Him for our provision at this time of year. That's very helpful, Chuck. Thank you. And uh, dear listener, uh, please do remember crown.org and your prayers and your giving. Uh, this is a wonderful organization, and uh, if your church or small group in particular uh, wants to get this video series, God Provides, it's a six-part film series, uh, just go to crown.org and the information will be there. Chuck Bentley is our guest today here on The Plain Answer. We've been talking about finances from God's perspective and tying it into the Ten Commandments, and in particular, the Tenth Commandment. And uh, Chuck, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy schedule and sharing with our listeners today. Well, thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure to partner with you. Thank you for Redeemer Broadcasting. It's a joy to have been with you today. Well, thank you, and have a good day, Chuck. And to our listeners, please join us next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. Lord